0: Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be here with you. I have been doing a lot of interviews. I did a lot of them at the start of the summer just so that I could have a little bit of time to do other things in the summer. And now here I am, of course, trying to play catch up, but it feels like I haven't actually talked to you in a long time. So I'm excited to share airspace with you today. And I'd like to talk about something rather personal, actually. Rob and I, my husband, just came back from a two week holiday in the Middle East. We spent a week each in Egypt and Jordan, and it was absolutely freaking amazing. But I had a fair amount of stress around how I wanted to handle food on this vacation before I went, and it ended up being amazing. And this vacation, was so full of learning experiences for me in terms of who I want to be around food, how I want to eat on vacation, and how my body reacts to the different things that I was experimenting with, or the things that were sort of thrust upon me. And so before we left, one of the reasons why I was very stressed out was I was experimenting with eating less bread, not no bread, just less bread in the months before we went on this vacation. And that's because I was experiencing some bloating and some digestive issues. And I was doing a little bit of an elimination experiment to get to the source of it. And it turned out I felt a heck of a lot better having less bread whether or not I have a gluten sensitivity, none of that even matters to me. What I knew is if I ate less bread, I felt better. And I had traveled to Egypt and Jordan previously, like decades ago when I was a younger woman, and remembered eating a lot of bread. And partly that's because I eat predominantly a plant-based diet as well. I certainly don't eat lamb and all the other, you know, fancy um, meats that they do in Egypt and Jordan. And so I knew, that my vegetarian requirements might limit the types of food that were available to me. And I was worried about spending the vacation feeling bloated and having digestive issues because of this. I have also had many friends travel to this part of the world and get traveler's diarrhea and other things. And so I was also somewhat cautious about eating salads and and other vegetables that might contribute to traveler's diarrhea in this situation. And so here I was very worried about going on vacation, predominantly because I had gotten my diet to this place where I just felt so good. And I didn't want to ruin that feeling by going on vacation. On the same side of the coin though is I was so looking forward to this vacation because I really needed a break from the work. I just needed some mental space away from all of it and this vacation was so freaking busy that I didn't even have time to think about any of it. So before I went on holiday, I had a coaching call with a number of my clients. So inside the Nurse Yourself program, we have what we call fireside chats. And and these are Zoom calls where everybody has their camera and microphone on at the same time, and we just talk out whatever's going on. And I actually asked my clients for coaching around handling food. And they have been coached by me and by Liz, the other coach in my program, so often that that they knew exactly the questions to ask me. And by the end of that chat with my amazing clients, I had come to the conclusion that what I wanted to do for this holiday was to simply just honor my hunger scale, that I wasn't going to stress up, out about what I was eating, that I would make, you know, the best decisions that I could with the food choices that were available to me in the moment. And then the one thing that I would commit to was just eating when I was hungry and stopping when I had had enough food. And I thought that was very reasonable for me. I was completely ready, willing and able to commit to that. After the call, I also made um, a commitment to myself to just focus on drinking a lot of water. We were going at the tail end of summer, um, super, super hot days, lots of hot, bright sun. And I knew that staying hydrated and drinking a lot of water was important. So those were the only two things that I decided to commit to. Well, I guess, I guess the third thing I decided to commit to was to just not stress out about anything else related to food. So because we had this long list of things that we wanted to see and only a two week period in which to see it all, um, we chose to take a tour. So we went on an intrepid tour. Um, It was absolutely amazing. But what it meant was I didn't have a lot of choice in terms of where I ate. So particularly in Jordan for the second half of the trip, a lot of the meals were buffets, um, in the hotel or buffets on the cruise ship when we, you know, did the, the, the cruise down the Nile river. And so, you know, there really were limited options available to me. And here, here's the thing. I'll, I'll just jump right ahead to the punchline. Punchline is I did not get sick during Egypt. I never felt bloated. I felt fantastic. I came home nine pounds later. Uh, lighter sorry nine pounds lighter than I was before I left and it's been you know we've been home just over a week now and I have since lost another two pounds so it's this and, and I don't tell you this to make it about the weight I am telling you this so that I can illustrate to you the effect of the habits that I practiced for these two weeks, the effect that those habits had on my body. That's that. That's the reason for accentuating that number on the scale. So let, let's just talk about the things that I noticed on this trip. First, it was stinking hot, right? It was 40 degrees plus, often hotter than 44 degrees Celsius plus almost every single day. And one thing I learned is that hot weather like that tends to suppress my appetite. So I just wasn't as hungry as I often am at home. And the beauty was that since I had committed to honoring my hunger scale when I was eating, I think I actually ended up eating a fair amount less than I do at home simply because I had less hunger. And, you know, there there were a couple of days where I made the deliberate choice to eat even when I wasn't hungry, because I felt over um, the course of the day that would be the better option for me, so there were a couple of mornings where I woke up we had very early starts to catch flights or to to get to a site before the sun was too hot and I often don 't have an appetite in the like very early it 's usually like i usually can't eat below before about seven a m anytime before seven a m and i just i just i, I just don 't want to eat so we had a few you know six a m five thirty a m start days, and I just did not feel hungry. But I knew I wouldn't have another opportunity to eat until later in the afternoon. And I know that I make very bad food decisions if I'm hangry. And so I made the decision to eat just a little bit of breakfast, even though I didn't have an appetite for it on those days, because I felt it would be better for me um, at, at the end of the day, right? And so on those days, I chose just to have like a boiled egg and a little bit of fruit and leave it at that. And even though I wasn't honoring my hunger scale, I, I think I was making the best decision for myself in the moment on those days, given how the trajectory of my day was looking. So I think understanding when you have to make exceptions is important and allowing myself flexibility around the the guidelines that I had set for myself was essential to my success in terms of my relationship with food on this holiday. Now, a second thing that I think was important is I didn't actually love the food. I liked it for sure. I enjoyed it. I would happily eat many of the things that I had here at home, but I didn't go you know insane bananas over over anything right so there are certain foods that i love right like there are things that if you put them in front of me i am going to overeat them because i'm going to have this voice in my head that says you know i'm not going to have an opportunity to eat this for a long time i better eat as much as i can right now while i can so there's a few foods for me where where this happens to be true and on this holiday, there were no foods that made me go crazy like that. So I think it was just a little bit easier to stop when I had had enough food, because I didn't have that emotional piece attached to any of it. And so I was thinking about how I could take advantage of that now that I'm back at home. And my husband and I had this long talk about planning our dinners. And I think that we're gonna, we're gonna really start focusing on planning dinners that are just okay, and not mind blowing for most of the week. Because you know, I think most of us when we sit down to do a meal planning, we want to eat the things that we love the most, right? It makes sense. But I think just paring that back a little bit and saving the things that we love the most for just one or two meals a week rather than most of the meals a week might make it easier for me to really connect to my hunger signals and stop when I've had enough. And knowing that, you know, in another day or two, I Can have my favorite foods and it's all going to be just fine. And I think also making a point of scheduling those favorite foods for meals every week so that I have it to look forward to just might make it easier to say no in the moment when I'm eating those foods, knowing that I actually will have another opportunity to have them down the line. Like examples of this are my dad's Caesar salad for sure. Um, Cheesy potatoes is another one that we make a lot that I just have a hard time um, stopping when I'm full. So we're just going to make a point of scheduling those just a little bit um, more intentionally to see if I can't tap into this wisdom that I learned about myself when we were traveling through the Middle East. So another thing was the water, right? So I had made this commitment and I've always been a little bit lazy with the water. It's like I do everything right. I carry a water bottle with me. I have water with me all of the time, but I am just not really very good at drinking it. Now, because it was so hot and I was sweating like a pig, I wanted to drink more water. And I probably, uh, i probably estimating three, maybe three liters of water I drank a day. And this was amazing. So I frequently get headaches when I'm here at home. I get headaches at least weekly, sometimes More than one a week, and I suspect that being a little bit dehydrated is contributing to a lot of that. I did not have a single headache for the entire duration of this holiday, and yeah, I'm on vacation and there's less stress. But it was a busy vacation, and it was stinking hot, and I think the water really contributed to that. And I'm guessing that the water, because you know the the volume of water that I had, um, also just contributed to me not having as much of a voracious appetite as I typically do. And so I've really recommitted to including more water um, in my days now that I'm back home. So far, that's going really well. We do know from the science that water is an, you know, an absolutely essential component to fat loss. And so the amount of water that I consumed over those two weeks might have contributed to the weight loss that I experienced while I was away as well. So um, I'm looking forward to To seeing how I can not convince myself, but encourage myself to take more sips of water throughout the day. So that's one thing that I am um, going to be working on. I mentioned, of course, the heat and how that contributed to having less of an appetite. Um, I'm wondering now that we're approaching winter here in Northern Canada, how I'm going to make that work to my advantage. Um, We might go to the public pool a little more often and spend some time in the sauna um, and see if that has any effect effect on on how I'm eating. So that might be an experiment that we undertake as we move forward. And I want to do that more as an experiment, not necessarily as a weight loss thing, but just something to see how it affects my my appetite at the end of the day. Now the other thing is we were active on this this holiday. I think the average number of steps that we had um, was 18,000. And there were many days where we had even more than that. So we spent a day roaming through Petra and we walked over 24 kilometers that day. That was probably probably the most that we walked in one day, but not by much, right? So it was a very active holiday. um, And I was certainly up moving much more than I am here at home. I know from, you know, previous experience that when I'm moving my body a lot and exercising a lot, I don't necessarily lose weight, but I do feel less hungry. And so I imagine that all of the walking that we did um, is what contributed to me feeling a little bit less hungry. And I know this is not true for everybody. Lots of people feel more hunger when they're getting more movement in in their life. But at least for me, this combination of lots of moving in the heat contributed to me having less of an appetite. And here, here's the thing, though, is I would still feel hungry. So dinner time would come. And if we were at the buffet and, you know, there were some days in Jordan where we were out, you know, doing sightseeing and really not coming back to the hotel until, you know, later at night and just not wanting to go find a restaurant and just doing the the hotel buffet. And in those moments, my eyes were definitely bigger than my stomach. I thought I was hungrier than I was. Um, and I took a lot of food. And um, we would often sit down and eat with other people in our tour group. There were about 10 of us um, all together. And a couple of the women in our group actually mentioned that they had issues with food waste and didn't feel comfortable with people leaving food on their plate. And so I was a little, you know, a little self-conscious about this. I do not belong to the Clean Plate Club. I feel just fine Um um throwing food in the garbage if i if i'm done with what's on my plate but because these women had vocalized their opinion i felt a little bit self-conscious but i did it anyway i remembered my commitment to stop when i had had enough food and i let the servers take take my plate away so that was a little thing that that i had to overcome but i was quite surprised at how little food i needed to actually feel satiated now Let's just circle back to the bread problem. So yes, indeed, as I anticipated, I ate a crap ton of bread, mostly in the form of pitas or other other flat breads, and mostly along with hummus and baba ganoush and other eggplant and cheese-based dips that were actually really, really quite delicious. But at least twice a day, I was having pita bread with dips. Every single day, and still, I never felt bloated, and I never felt like I had any GI symptoms because of that. So, I don't know what the heck the difference is between Egyptian bread and Canadian bread, but there's something there for me. So, I'm going to experiment with um, different pita breads here at home. I'm going to experiment with making different breads on my own at home and see if I can't, you know, tease out what. Is it exactly that's that's making me feel bloated? Here, here's another thing that I'm going to talk about in in just a minute. Um, but I had a plan for how I was going to go back to my normal way of eating when we came home from 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 vacation, and and I'll touch on that more in a bit. But the point that I want to make here is that I had um, a couple of sandwiches in the days um, when we first came home, and I did feel bloated and gross eating those sandwiches. So there was there's definitely something different um, in the bread here, um, and I'm looking forward to just doing some experimenting to see if I can't figure out what is actually um, going to work for me. All right. So another thing that I think was really important for my weight loss during this trip was stress. And we're often talking about how stress is the enemy of weight loss, that the chemical reactions that are happening in your body and the hormonal systems that are at play when we feel stress actually prevent weight loss. And although this was a very busy and very active holiday, I didn't think about work or the things that typically cause me stress for even one minute. It was truly a mentally relaxing holiday for me. And I probably hadn't felt that good emotionally and mentally for a very, very long time. And so I think that really just allowed my my hormonal systems and my cortisol to settle down um, a little bit to allow the weight loss. And kind of along with that is, you know, when I made that decision to just pay attention to my water and to honor my hunger signals and let go of the rest, I actually did let go of the rest. So I didn't get stressed or nervous about eating all the bread. I had decided I was Going to be just fine with whatever happened to my body, abiding by these, you know, these these guidelines that I set for myself, and so I think even just letting go of the worry about what the different foods were going to do to my body actually resulted in me being able to lose weight just because I wasn't holding on to all of that stress around my weight or my body. And the reason why I know I had let go of a lot of that stress was because I didn't give a shit about what I was wearing, or what people thought about how I looked with what I was wearing. So we chose to go carry on for this holiday. So um, we had just a few outfits, and we did laundry every few days. And I had what I had, and that was it. And it was important for me to take quick dry, you know, things that we could wash and dry in our hotel rooms, you know, really, really quickly. And I had a beautiful sundress that was sleeveless, that I got to wear on the boat, when we were on the Nile River cruise and things like this. Um, But when we were out and about, I wore this beautiful white linen um, shirt over top of it, just that I could have my my shoulders covered and be be dressed appropriately in in these countries. And I saw another woman wearing something similar. And rather than just having the shirt open, she tied it um, up around her, her upper abdomen. And it looked gorgeous. And it's something that I never want to do at home because I think it accentuates my belly. And as you know, from previous episodes of of this podcast, I'm still working on accepting my belly, right? It's, I'm a work in progress when it comes to that. But I decided to experiment with wearing this white linen shirt over my sundress this way, tying it just kind of underneath my breast. And I didn't care. I didn't care how it looked. I thought, I thought I looked beautiful. My husband gave me compliments and I just didn't think, about what other people might be thinking, um, looking at my belly. We also spent an amazing afternoon at the Dead Sea. And one of the things that you do at the Dead Sea is smother yourself with all of that um, beautiful mud and then rinse it off inside the, the Dead Sea. So my husband and I covered every square inch of our skin with this mud. And I was wearing this beautiful red bathing suit. And I even posted pictures on my personal social media of me covered in mud in this bathing suit. I don't think I have ever posted a picture of me in a bathing suit before. And I did it without even thinking about it without a single thought of, you know, what are people thinking about, you know, this bigger body in a bathing suit on social media. And so those were just some signals that I had that I was actually doing really well with letting go of this stress around body image and food and eating in my body and all of those things. So I think that really had um, an important um, piece to play. And really Related to the stress piece was I slept like a baby for this whole holiday. And I think, of course, part of it was, you know, the days were just so busy and hot that I was tired by the time we got back to the hotel room. But I laid my head on that pillow. I was out immediately, slept all night long. And, you know, we're, we're always talking about the importance of sleep when it comes to weight loss as well. So I feel like I was just systematically checking all of the boxes when, um, when, when it comes to what we need to do to have successful and sustainable weight loss. And so I mentioned earlier um, some of the challenges of coming home and you know i've had a number of clients go on holidays and come up with their plan for how they're going to approach food on holidays and feel good about it and then they come home and they'll tell me that they felt super good about how they related to food how they used food the decisions that they made around food and exercise while they were on holiday felt super proud of themselves coming home and then all hell broke loose when when they got home and they just weren't able to get back in to their their new routines so after seeing this with clients i understood that yes we put a lot of emphasis on making plans around how we want to eat when we're on holidays but i think the second part of that is making a plan for how you want to reintegrate back into your life and ease yourself back in to the normal and healthy habits that you've been working so hard on creating before you went on holiday. And so I decided to make a re-entry plan is is what I called it. And I know for me, when I come home, like when I'm traveling from East to West, that jet lag is super, super hard for me to overcome. It takes me days and days. I'm very tired. I feel like crap. Um, and I knew to expect that when I come home. Um, my period was also due in the days... Um um, after coming home so i knew it was going to be an uphill battle and i also knew that i had to plan appropriately so that i wouldn't feel discouraged now when i made this plan i was assuming that i would actually gain a little bit of weight on holiday and i was totally fine with that because it was more important for me to enjoy this holiday and not be stressing out about the food right so i i decided it was well worth it for me to gain a couple of pounds in order to have that that true break Um, And I was just really fortunate that that's not actually how, how it turned out. But when I planned this re-entry, I was planning on the assumption that I would probably be a pound or two two heavier, facing this extreme fatigue as well as my period. So when I came home, I knew that I would be having carb cravings. I knew that I would probably be craving bread because I would have had so much of it um, on this holiday. Rob and I generally don't have a lot of pop um, in the house. It's just, you know, something... I've always given myself permission to drink Coke Zero. It's just kind of my my one little thing. But you know, for whatever reason, we just don't often have it in the house. And I have it very rarely here at home. And I ended up drinking a lot of it when I was on holiday. Um, and this tends to happen when I'm on holiday. And it's because a lot of people around me are drinking it. And there were days when, you know, we would sit down at a cafe, it's like 40 plus degrees, it's super hot, they wouldn't have cold water, they'd have like lukewarm Water, but they'd always have a cold, like an ice cold um, Coke Zero, and so I really just wanted that cool drink on the hot day, and so I, I got into this Coke Zero habit, I should say. Hey, um, and so. For coming home, we had decided that we would have some Coke Zero in the house just because if I we had intense cravings for it and it wasn't there, I may end up turning to other sugary things to satisfy that craving. And that is what I didn't want to do. I knew that I would be tired. I had some, you know, shifts at work to contend with and other things. Sandwiches were just an easy way to prepare for um, meals outside of the home that didn't take a lot of energy and would also satisfy the the cravings for bread that that I knew that I would have. So um, I allowed myself to make sandwiches and have whatever bread was available for that first week um, coming home, and I. Decided that I was going to stay committed to my hunger scale, and that I was going to allow myself just a little bit of dark chocolate um, because that really helps me with my PMS symptoms. And I knew that that would be full force. Of course, as luck would have it, we didn't get sick on the trip, but we got sick about three days coming home. Um, after coming home, we probably picked up a bug from the flight. Um, who knows? Doesn't doesn't matter. But um, that just meant that our energy levels were even worse. Both my husband- Husband and I had very little appetite, and we had very little energy to actually prepare healthy things. And so we ordered in a few times and we decided to just kind of do a little bit of damage control with the ordering in. So we tried to make some healthier choices and not um, order, you know, deep fried stuff that we knew would just make us um, make our stomachs feel just a little bit worse than 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 they already did. And so we allowed ourselves to have this for a full week. And now we're past that week and we are back to our regular ways of eating and starting to, starting to feel better. Um, anyway, um, certainly our GI symptoms have settled down, um, completely. And, you know, maybe the, the two pounds that I've lost since we've come home were secondary to just not having an appetite because of that, that illness. I don't know. I don't care. I'm taking it as a win. All right. And one other thing that I think possibly contributed, to the weight loss was we had no snacking. And part of that, again, was we were just way too busy. And then the other part was just, it was just too hot and I had no appetite, right? So I don't think we had a snack on any day that that we were there. And I'm not a huge snacker at home either. But during my period time, I need them. And so I did um, schedule a bunch of snacks for for coming home as well. So when I look back, there were lots of factors at play. And I'll just summarize them for a second. One was I had committed to honoring my hunger scale and I was successful doing that throughout most of the trip. Also understanding that there were a few days where I had to make an exception to that and eat some breakfast even though I wasn't hungry because that just was the better thing to do when I looked at The whole of the day that I was facing. I was lucky that because of the heat, the busy days, all of the exercise and the amount of water that I was drinking, that I just didn't have a huge appetite. So I didn't actually have to have a lot of food in order to feel like I had had enough. And again, I liked the food, but I didn't love it. Like I didn't go, you know, crazy bananas over any of it. So I was able to have like, like a bite of baklava, and say, you know what, that was enough for me. It's actually a little too sweet, plus I'm full, so I'm just gonna leave it. I had no problems um, doing that. I was able to leave food on my plate despite having a little bit of pressure from my traveling companions to to not waste food. I was able to do that. Of course, my stress was as low as it's been in forever. I was drinking a ton of water. I was getting good quality sleep. So I I think there were just so many things at play play. And, you know, the reason why I wanted to to record this episode for you was, you know, first of all, to show you how I approached eating on holidays, but also to show you that these habits, they work, right? If you work on your stress management, if you work on sleep, if you work on honoring your hunger scale, if you work on drinking your water, you do actually see results. And it was such a drastic difference between how I felt and how I ate on vacation versus on my regular days here at home. And I wanted to explain to you a little bit about how I'm going to experiment with bringing some of that vacation eating that I had back into my life here at home um, to see if I can continue feeling as good as I did on vacation. Minus this terrible virus that we picked up on the But, 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 but that, that, that's another story. And, you know, on this podcast, I'm often talking about how it's not the weight that that's important. It's the behaviors. And I still believe that is absolutely true. And even though I was very pleased to see the weight loss and even more pleased to see that it has, um, you know, persisted now for a couple of weeks after vacation, it's, the point is that i was committed to my behaviors and i was doing the work while i was on vacation that is why i saw the results um, that i did it wasn't luck it wasn't fluke um, it wasn't <laughs> travelers diarrhea or anything else it was i was moving my body honoring my hunger scale getting good sleep managing my stress drinking lots of water stop eating when i'm full right it was it was doing all of the things and 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 so I I hope that this encourages you to understand that you can go on vacation and still have fun and have a healthy relationship with food while you're at it. You can also come home and plan for that nice, slow, healthy reintegration so that you don't completely go off the rails when you have, you know, cravings and, and other things and that you can see the results that you want if you do the work. And so I'll sign off now for today. Thank you so much for listening to my story. Um, I should probably, you know, tell you some of the amazing things that we've seen, but I feel like I'm done for today. Please, if you want to hear about my vacation or see some photos, just reach out um, to me on social media. And if you'd like help working on those fundamental habits that result in successful and sustainable weight loss, feel free to join us in the Nourish Yourself Body and Mind group coaching program. You can join us anytime by going to www.waysahealth.com forward slash nourish dash yourself. And the link for that will be down in the show notes below. I would love to see you in that program. We have got the most amazing community of ladies in there waiting to meet you. And if not, I'll see you on the podcast next week. Thank you.